Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by our Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey. Brett, couldn't be here again, but the always reliable Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey, mate. The Bombs Express is back. And we'll have a look at the, uh, like you said, the dogs and the eagles, and we will, uh, yeah, we'll kick things off. But before we do that, Corey, where can these listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Supercoach Elites. Um... Shout out to our sponsor, www.supercoachchampion.com, where you can get all your beautiful Supercoach rings for the 2020 season. Uh, Look, should just say, Bretta has sent an apology to the community that he couldn't be here for this week. He's uh, been pretty busy at work too. And a surprise, should we announce what's what's coming tomorrow, Bombs, other than the start of the um, Marsh Community Series? Well, I'll tell you now, if it's not Bretta's return, Corey, then I'm all but done with him again. Well, I mean, it's definitely I, not, it's not Bretta's return, so... I mean, fair dinkum. Now, just so the community knows, this is a couple of reasons. Now, seriously, a couple of... Actually, no, no, we'll do it now. A couple of reasons why Bretta hasn't been here this... Uh, probably in the back half of these team podcasts. Um, work commitments, apparently. Um, overtime's a big thing. Apparently, you can't say no to overtime when you're in Bretta's line of work. Um, he's been walking the dog, hasn't he, Corey? There was a walking He's actually... Ch- He's fair income. Now, you correct me if I'm wrong, but he's chosen to walk his fucking dog as opposed to jump on the podcast. Now, is that true or not true? That may be true. That is 100% true, fair income. I'm not surprised. I'm waiting for the next one. He might be feeding his fucking fish next, Corey, because um, I've got no fucking idea. And we all know British sex life is very active at the moment, so that's probably another reason why he's uh, he's probably been on a few fucking date nights. But um, fair income, I mean, his performance in the back end, he's, he's pathetic as anyone. Let's hope his performance in the bedroom's a little bit better than it is. Well, I'll tell you now, he's only got to shoot for about a one out of ten and his performance in the bedroom will be better. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. God, God. Look, just so you know, Kimmy, just so you can be angry at him, the walking the dog was at one of our podcasts and was recorded at like 10.30 at night as well. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Because we tried to record at 10.30 for a release the next morning. Nah, 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 I'm actually going to walk their dog. Who the fuck walks their dog at 10.30 at night? Oh, shit. Uh, Maybe that's why we haven't heard from him, actually. He probably got stabbed. He's probably dead on that walk. He's probably in the bushes somewhere. We don't even know about it. Oh, let's get let's get into the topics, mate. We've got West Coast Eagles and the Western Bulldogs. That's the order I'm doing it because that's the champion data. That's the champion data. That's the prospectus book order. Um, so that's how we're going tonight. Uh, oh, the exciting news. You didn't even announce oh, it. That we're going to no, be I doing a, a JLT. What to watch for in the JLT pod. Yeah, we're going, to do a, we're going to do a quick one tomorrow morning for you guys. We're going to have it out there. We're going to let you know what we're watching. We'll give you our current lineups, and we'll just give you some plays to watch and maybe what specifically to look for in these games, like what's important to keep an eye on. Yeah, it'll be a real, real quick fire pod. So that'll that'll wrap up. That'll be the quick fire, big wrap up. Put a bow on it. <laughs> Send it out in the mail. To be fair, these team podcasts are quick fire and they go for 40 minutes. So that one there, we're covering every other player that we're looking at. Because we all know my M5 might take 40 minutes alone, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait till we get back into the, like, the one-hour, two-hour pods. Ah, uh, the preseason's the most entertaining time. But I think we should probably just get to West Coast. And, look, let's just get on to the rookies now. I'll, I'll kick us off. How's Jared Brander? Now, the pick 13 from a few years back. He's coming into his third year now, Corey. Now... You might think, 
Jared Brander, bombs. What are you doing? He played one game in 2018. He averaged 25. He scored 25 in that game. Mate, he played two games last year for scores of 36 and 34. Well, I'll tell you what's happening to Jared Brander, Corey, because I've had a few eyes on the intra-club match. He's playing on the win, Corey. And apparently he's doing a very, very good job. Now, we've got $133,000 defender court here in Jared Brander. Now, I'll tell you now, Corey, he will be on the watch list for the Marsh Community Series because if he can rack up some ball, let's say if he can sort of accumulate 20 touches or thereabouts, we could be looking at someone now, Corey, just the ultimate utility for this team. He's 195 centimetres, but that's only the size of Paddy Cripps. I'm not saying he's Paddy Cripps. What I'm saying is he might be able to do a bit of a blitzarves role even. He might be able to just go play down back, play down forward, play in the ring, maybe uh, the wing, maybe have a little float around in the ruck. A real utility type. Ian Prendergast style, Corey. Let's just see what happens with him because I've got a feeling he may be selecting him. Yeah. Oh, well, I, that was some good information. I didn't know he had it played in the wing on the... I've got eyes everywhere, Corey. Oh, eyes good. everywhere. Out in the suburbs of Perth. Um, oh, mate, what kind of West Coast podcast would it be if I didn't talk about Francis Watson? 210K, halfback flank, you know, putting on an absolute clinic the other night in their intra-club. You know, he's an absolute gun bombs. And this is the year. This is the year he's just going to play the full 22, really break out, probably going to be a primo. Um, so keep an eye on Francis Watson. <laughs> At 210K, he has to be in your starting team. He's a big circle of love player, isn't he? Oh, huge. Um, yeah, I don't think you can start him, but Francis wants you. Keep, keep an eye out on him. I reckon he might have a good Marsh, Marsh community series there. And um, be He seems to always does, though. He seems to always, not does, maybe always do. He just always does, always do. Which one's the right phrase? Uh, he just always does it. Person, maybe he does. always does it. Maybe that's the correct English. He always does it. Sorry, the dyslexia's kicking in, mate. Um yeah, he just seems to always, you know, end up on a radar. It's him, it's uh, Corey Ellis, it's, um, you know, who are a few of your others there that you, no, you sort of love? Shannon, no, Bolter. I don't know, who's the, who's the Adelaide one that you always... Uh, oh, um, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, he's yeah. another one there that you sort of love to talk about, particularly in around-the-ground segments yeah. through the year, so... We'll wait and see what happens. We had two scores last year for 73 and 61, and yeah. accordingly now he's priced at 210000 It would have been a lot more handy if he didn't play any games last year and he was still sitting at 123 Yeah, it would have been a lot better. Um, your mid-pricer, mate. Now, I'll just let you talk about it because it's the same player, but I'm not going to make any arguments for him. So why don't you kick us off here? Oh, so your mid-pricer is also Brennan. <laughs> sure, if that's a your mid-price. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it is Nick Nat Nui. Um, now, I know kind of early in these pods, I wasn't a huge rap for Nick Nat. My tune has absolutely changed. He is training the house down at the moment. He's fit. He's firing. Um, he's ready to go. I think game time will be up a little bit this year as well. Um but how are, how are some of these stats, Bombs? Averaging 138 champion data ranking points per minute, ranked number one in the AFL. Um, we, and he's ranked number one for attendance differential of well of plus 30% of all the top 200 attendees to a centre bounce. Uh, uh, he comes in at his own around stoppages, winning 70% of his disposals pre clearance and highest percentage of any player in the AFL. Now, the alarming stat. 
Uh, he's missed 59 games since 2016. <laughs> 50, uh, I did my maths a little bit different. I had 55 here. You might be right, because that wasn't maths. That was what was written in the prospectus. So I yeah. know they've been... They might have included finals. I'm talking yep. about regular. Yeah, regular. Um, but, however, we haven't had him have a proper preseason for a long time. If he is fully fit and unscathed coming into round one, I am almost certain I'm starting him. I sat there one night and done a little bit of research and just checked up on his preseason, just checked what he's been doing, how he's been tracking, what's been going on. And yeah, was surprised at how good he's how good he has been going. And obviously they're not gonna, you know, say any bad things about him. Um, but the fact that he's not injured and he is training, he's competing in all drills, running around. We haven't had Nick Nat have a preseason probably since two thousand and sixteen. Um I'm super excited. The value is what's got me the most. At 450k or whatever it is, going from Gorn to um, Nick Nat has kind of opened up the rest of my team. Um, it's given me a lot more cash to spend. I'm looking at... I know Dodie's not playing at the moment. I wasn't big on him as well. But that's the thing at the Elites. You're allowed to do a little bit of research and change your tune. So... Um, you know, he's. I have. I've had a look at Braden Sawyer. Things that we'll talk about tomorrow. Um, Jack Stephen, Devin Smith, Dylan Robertson. He really opens up to go up to you know a couple or more of, the, of them that you would. Or that difference before you're talking about the Jake Lloyd. I just think if Nick Natan is playing round one, he's going to dominate. If Gorn misses out bombs, potentially Nick Natan is going to rack ruck against Luke Jackson in round one. <laughs> Gorn's not missing the game. Well, hey, if he does, if he does, just saying yeah. if. Yeah. Just playing yeah. hypotheticals. It was it was two two nights ago. I was you now just sort of listening. Two nights ago, I was on fucking Discord with this fuckhead here, <laughs> and uh, you know a few other associates. And um, these fuckheads, all they would talk about was, oh fucking Nick Nat, we're going to captain him round one. Fucking this, fucking that. I just hang up on the pricks, and I tell you now, you, I'm you not legit, far from dude. I forgot about that. I'm not far from hanging up again now, mate. I mean, you can fucking move the dogs yourself. You can fix up the rest of the eagles yourself. Fair dinkum. No Four good minutes. night either. That was the worst part. It was just he a hung up. God. 55 games he's missed in the last, um, how many years? Five years since 2016. Is that right? No. Yeah, Four. but lucky I'm not picking I'm not picking a 2018 nickname. I'm picking a 2020 nickname. He's played 33 good. out of a possible 88 games. And you want to sit there without a ruck, without a plain ruck three, and tell me you're starting him round one? What are you going to do when he goes down? He's not going down, Bombs. I've checked it. I've done my study. I've called the doctors, mate. Oh, fair. I'd love to get a hold of these, of these sort of conversations because I can guarantee that didn't happen. I'll tell you how. He's got a lot of airtime. And you know why, Corey? Why? Because he's got actually an NBA tattoo now of Michael Jordan on his right leg. Yeah, very good. His car. See that. And um, I'll tell you now, any peanut that wants to get that sort of work done, then they're not making my way into the, they're not making their way into my team. I mean, here's the benefit of Nick Nat. He plays limited minutes every time. Right? He's at, you know, sixty five percent of game time, all that sort of crap. But yet somehow his lowest average in the you know this uh, you know since 2011 until now has been 90.8. Now, does that mean his value 
most certainly, Corey, most certainly, because if he's on the park, he's probably going to put up triple figures. He's not going to do 130 like Horn has in the past two seasons. But the worry most certainly needs to be we don't have a ruck three for the just-in-case. Yeah, if he goes down, you double down. No, you're not doing one trade. That's what I said, you double trade. You have to, oh, sorry, I thought you said yeah. you, you have to do one trade. You have to do two trades. You have to go piss off another mid-pricer and then get that money and put it on top of Nick Natanui. I'm confident if he gets to round one, he gets a, he gets me at least to jail, uh, to the boys. You think, you're saying he needs to play 11 games in a row. He has not done that since 2015. It's going to be all right, mate. It's 2020. It's a new year, Bombs. It's a new decade. That means it's a new Nick Natto. Yeah, exactly. He's, <laughs> he's the new Phoenix. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you, you know, we all saw how the form-ups uh, bloody ended up last year, didn't we? Yeah. Now, nah, look, I've got big wraps on Nick Natto. I would have to see Gorn probably back and uh, running a marsh or... But I know, he, I know what's going to happen. He's going to get Gorn to get named round one, and we'll go Nick Nat straight back to Gorn somehow. There's no chance he's missing round one unless there's a new injury comes to light. You know, in the next two weeks. Well, they might. No, no such thing, Corey. Luke Jackson's not going to be able to keep up with good old Nick Nat. Oh well, for the sixty-two percent of game time that Nick Nat will play in that game, I'm sure Jackson will. Let's score two hundred. <laughs> oh, VC Grundy. If Grundy doesn't score 150 on that Friday night against the Dogs, I'm taking Nick Nat as captain against Luke Jackson. I want that. Now, the people in back of house, I want that, you know, sort of timestamp and uh, mark so we can refer back to this, please. Is Jackson's name even Luke? Well, Let's just hope it is. No, we sound, sound like we sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Who's your, oh, your mid-price is the same. Now, now, you're super worried about this. You don't like it. Do you just want to give us uh, any more anything to add on what you already said? No, no, no. His average is good. His points is good. Points per minute. That's all fantastic. It's the, the pure fact I'm so scared about the injury. Yep. And I'll tell you what. Have a look at my current team and how many injury or players coming back from injury I'm already running. Robertson, Doherty, Tom Mitchell. Max Scorn, well, if you even want to count that as an injury, you probably can't really count that. Whitfield's injury prone. Stephen Hill. What are you, Devin Smith's returning from injury. And what, you want me to add Nick Nat to that situation? I might as well, I am. Add income. That gives me Nick Nat and Tom Doday. cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, at the, moment, at the moment I'm running and I'm pretty confident on it too, so... Oh, we'll see what happens around one of you. Hopefully you'll just bitch out and um, just... You know, do what you know a logical person would do in this situation. What's his ownership? Well, it might be easy for you to find considering he's sitting in your in your place. Oh, I have a quick look for you. Um, and it is Luke Jackson, by the way. So got that one right. Who's your primo, mate? Um, Andrew Gaff, Corey, because I had him last year, and I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Isn't that from, what's that from, Dumb, Dumb and Dumber, whatever that movie is? I like it, I like it a lot. Um, Interesting. How can it not be Andrew Gaff? I mean, do you know the consistency of this guy is just so remarkable? And he's only 27 years of age still. Yeah. Yeah, his average is in the last two years, 108, 107. So we can be relatively confident we can get something like that similar again. Um, now, I picked him up last year. I can't remember exactly at what point. But um, I think when I did, though, he, I think it might have been round 12, actually, because 
when I look at these scores, I can see a few 80s. I remember those three 80s in four weeks that he got me. When he came out from round 18, these are his scores from round 18, 114, 124, 95, 104, 124, 134. So he finished the year really, really strongly there. Like you just know this guy, just he just churns out you know, just possessions, doesn't he? I mean, 30 is an absolute moral for him every single week. And, um, again, someone who's probably going to hover around that 110 average. Yeah, and, and, and Nick Nat, I mean, if Nick Nat stays fit, add a Nick Nat Ruckman into the mix to Andrew Gaff, and then Tim Kelly into that midfield as well. Well, that's the interesting thing, Tim Kelly. Does that affect him? No, nah, hel- I reckon that helps him. Because of the tag? Yeah, uh, yeah, one, the tag, and two, just the way Gaff plays. I think it'll really help Tim Kelly. I mean, it really helped okay. Gaff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, so if I had to start, uh, you know, one premium player, I guess, you know, I'd be picking um, uh, Andrew Gaff, and he's currently 583,000, so, you know, but you know what you're getting from Gaff, I think. Mine is any one of that West Coast midfield. Take your pick. Well, even Luke Shuey. Kelly, Gaff, yo. Not so much Shuey, but yeah, Shuey too. Take your pick, mate. When you got Nick Nat just delivering the ball down all their throats, they're going to have... Imagine the clearances they're going to have. They're going to have 84-plus clearances a game. They're all going to have 30-plus touches. That's 120 touches each just in the midfield every week. And imagine when he does another ACL core and then they got fucking Nathan Barty feeding them the ball. <laughs> That's not going to happen, boss. No, they don't even have Nathan Barty. they got Tom Hickey. They're flying. They are flying. Mate, he's a donkey. I'll tell you, you now you want a draft slider, go grab yourself Tom Hickey because it won't be long before Nick Napoli... <laughs> Does an injury and Tom Hickey just becomes the number one ruckman for that side. Gav Kelly, yo, I like all three of them, especially his pods. If you had to do them in order, give, give us the order. Gaff, Kelly, oh, Gaff Kelly, yo. I'm uh, Gaff, yo, Kelly. Yeah, it's, that's tough. I don't think there's much separating them. I think Kelly's going to be real bad. Really? Yep. Why? And um, I'll save that for my landish statement. But okay, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll just... hold on to that. Uh, you do not... Uh, sorry, yeah, what goes next? You draft Smokey. Draft Smokey, uh, Brad Shepard. Um, you know, real sort of consistent player. Plays taller than what a lot of people, um, I think, think, actually. And I think when the squad was released, actually... Not the squad, rather. The um, the team was released for the All-Stars. He was actually named at centre-half back as well um, for the, uh, the charity match. Um, but look, you look at his year last year and you think... He's actually not a bad selection when you when you know all in all. Yep. He um he scored you know a fair few tons on the season. You have a look at his well, probably not as many as you would have liked to be honest. But he was a guy who had the average eighty five. But he's someone who doesn't really dip low too often, apart from that. But he did have a bad end to the season. But I mean, this is someone that's kind of fraught with danger. If you've got, I, I would recommend a bench position only. Um, and, and that's really because he does, just doesn't really exhibit um, as much of a ceiling as we'd like to see, and probably too many scores around the, the 70 mark for my liking. Yeah, I like it. Um, mine is kind of whoever falls from the midfield. Kelly, Shuey, Gaff, yo, if you're in a redraft league and one of them pop up, definitely take them. Um, but yeah, if you get Shuey kind of, you know, everyone's too focused on the rest of them, think Shuey's going to drop. I, I think they're good picks because... Like I said, I think they're all going to average over 100 or at least 95 plus. So, um, yeah, I, I like the picks through the whole midfield. They're going to kill it this year, I think. Your do not touch. 
My do not touch for the Eagles is actually Luke Shuey. I mean, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I think his maximum average could be about 95. I think, um, you know, you look at kind of his age, you look at, you know, Tim Kelly being injected into this team, you just think maybe this all just changes a little bit. And for me, Luke Shuey, 5.48 is just far too overs. Um, and he just doesn't, he doesn't score. He's never actually been, he's been a very good footballer for his career, but he's never actually been super coach relevant, I feel. Um, and, and that's just going to trend. And now he's at the back end. I'm, I'm going to start to see it sort of tail off. How old is he? Is he like 29, 30? Yeah, isn't that what I just said? Yeah, you said back end. That was a bit harsh. Well, back end of his career. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, how long has he got left? Oh, probably another three, four. Yeah, but how many good seasons? What, this year? Okay. All right. Fine. Just write him off. Whatever. Bit yeah. harsh. Apologies, Luke Shuey. I know you listen to the pod, so... <laughs> Big fan, um, of the show. <laughs> big fan of the show. Uh, mine's Josh Kennedy, JJK. You might get a, people, a couple of people who get sucked into the price, but a lot like Buddy. <clears throat> I, I just, yeah, don't like the pig. Don't like getting sucked in. Um, he will miss games. He always does, unlike Nick Nat. So, um, yeah, Josh Kennedy, not a big fan. New show? Outlandish statement. Tim Kelly would not average more than 97 this year. Wow. That uh, defeats my... Oh, i got two. Can I give you two? Yeah, give me a uh, Nick Nat will play 22. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's outlandish. Uh, they will have three midfielders average over 110 on the Supercoach season. That's just a flat-out lie. It's an outlandish statement. That's what it I is. I don't like lies, Corey. Yeah, well, you'd hate yourself then. <laughs> <laughs> Move across to the doggies, mate. Uh, your cash cow. Now, Waitman, Corey, the little Ford, they reckon. I can't remember who was speaking the other day. We'll probably look at it three, four days ago now. They reckon he's a lock-in now for round one. They like what he's, um, you know, been producing on the track. They like his speed. They like his football smarts. They like his, you know, sort of connectedness with the Ford line. He is, however, 144,000, I believe, and he is a small Ford line uh, sort of player. So I think we avoid him, though, as a selection uh, if we have you know, an abundance of options to kind of pick from. Otherwise, if uh, he's all we got, then I think we just obviously take the pick running into the year. Yeah, I really like the kid. A lot of pizzazz too. They, they they do like him. Reminds me a lot of Toby Green coming through the juniors as well. Um, I, you know, I'm not saying he's as talented as Toby Green, but uh, yeah, there's a lot about him. He was mine as well, just because they basically said he, he'd be good to go. Um, your mid-pricer? Now, this one here, I've been waiting, Corey. I've just been sitting here licking my chops thinking, when are we going to get to talking about this guy? And I'm glad, Corey, that we've gotten this far into the preseason and no one has currently spoke about him. And his name's Patrick Lipinski, Corey. And you're thinking, Bonds, who the fuck is Patrick Lipinski? Well, let me shed some light with you fellas, right? This guy here, his numbers. Now, when I say numbers, I mean statistical numbers. Not his super coach numbers, because there's a big difference in the two. Now, his super coach numbers in the back end last year were very poor when he moved to the midfield. However, the statistics surrounding his numbers were actually very, very good. So you're looking at someone who, in the back end last year, um, oh, well, he averaged 81, sorry, for the season, and his possessions for the season were uh, 21.9, which was up from 14 in the previous two seasons to that. He's got upside. Now, the dogs, for some reason, they just seem to tune out a player. Now, don't forget, we had Toby McLean 
and then we had Dunkley, and then there was McRae, sorry, then there was McRae, sorry, before that. Um, then there was Tony McLean, and there was Dunkley, and then they've given us Caleb Daniel. They just seem, year after year after year, Corey, just to give us someone who just all of a sudden has a real boost in their positions and impact on games. Now, his game wasn't too super coach friendly in the back end last year, but what I'm predicting, Corey, is that he touches up some of those areas and he get he actually starts earning more super coach points for the touches he's he was getting in the back end last year. So Patrick Lipinski, just keep an eye because I think he could be a bolter out of nowhere. A Noah. No, a good bolter. Okay. He's four forty one k. He's uh, he's a mid forward. And I just I I got a lot of time for Patrick Lipinski. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, mine is. Uh, who did I go with? I think it was Toby McLean in the end. Um, basically, because you told me not to touch Patrick Lipinski. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't touch him, I want him. Yeah, Toby McLean. Look, if there's anyone I think that could... He, he's had a couple of, you know, not fantastic seasons now, but I could see him running back in the midfield and, and, and almost doing exactly what you think Lipinski's going to do there too. So... I'm not going to touch on it too much, but Tony McLean, I think the dogs, it's hard to pick a mid-price from the dogs because they're so top-heavy. They are. They've got a, they're actually probably the most prominent um, team, I think, in terms of premiums that we'll, we may be selecting this season. Definitely. Uh, yeah, Primo? Now, you heard me say yesterday, was it yesterday? Might have been the day before on the program, Dylan Robertson. He was one of the six that hadn't moved. Another one of the six, Corey, was Jackson McRae. It might come as a surprise, but I'll, I'll challenge anyone now to go and have a look at his season last year. He played 22 games for 123-point average the year before, 19 games for 127 average, and the year before that, 22 games at 106. This man will go 120-plus again and will be the number one for you. He'll be better than Grundy this year, this guy. He will be better than Grundy. 668. It's not a, it's not a price too steep to pay. Have a look at his numbers, because I'll leave you with this. When you buy Jackson McRae, you don't buy one, you buy two. What? Well, you buy two Jackson McRae's, Corey, because you've got the captain on him. Gotcha. Make sense? Makes sense now. No worries. I thought someone with your intelligent levels, they might have actually understood that. I could understand understand if the community didn't, because there's a few fucking flogs out there, Corey. (laughs) Um, yeah. Absolute gun. Hey, mine is also Jackson McRae. Um, you, a stat you missed. In the last two years, how many times do you reckon he's gone under 90? In the last two seasons? Two seasons combined. Uh, twice? Four times. Yeah, so what, two a year? Yeah, that's incredible. Now, can I take a guess what those scores were? Were they like 80s? Uh, most were, there was a 74, a 51, and that was that game 2018 where he got tagged against um, Port Adelaide. They said, I remember someone just sat no, for the whole game. No, that 51, no, that, I remember that game. Was that, that, the was the game that was the one we got injured a quarter and a half into the game. That's right. It was, just, it was the Eagles game where they tagged him. Yeah, yeah, it was a quarter and a half into that game. I remember that game actually yeah. because... I remember writing about him captain's article that week saying jump on and then he had the hammy, I think. That's all. right. And then last last year's two worst scores, eighty five and eighty four. And everything else was what, hundred plus? Yeah. 
Uh, there was a 97 in there as well. Everything else was 100 plus. I mean, the, amount, the amount of 120s in there too was ridiculous. I'm just having a look now. Scores of 119 or above in since round 13 last year he had two scores underneath 119 from round 13 to the end of the year. Yeah. Incredible. Six games below 30 touches as well. Never didn't, didn't go machine. didn't go below 20 touches a game last year. I think you're actually foolish not to start with him. Yeah. Well, I remember we were, we were, I was talking the other night. You went on. We are actually talking about it the other night, and that was probably the first time I'd really gone and put in some research into McRae's kind of season so far. And as soon as I did, I was just like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that was when I had Clary, but I had to get Clary to McRae. Yep, not 70K well spent. Yeah. Um, incredible. That's literally all you can say about him. Um, Bont or Dunkley, who would you prefer next? Well, you know, it's funny because I actually haven't considered Bontempelli. I have considered Dunkley, but I think Bontempelli is going to be the second best. I'm the other way around. I haven't considered Dunk. I've actually considered Bont. I think Bontempelli is in for an absolute blinder of a season this year. I think Dunkley will get a little bit more attention than he did. McRae's a hard person to tag. You don't tag McRae. No. Not when you got Bont in. And I reckon they could, I reckon they could, yeah, do a little bit more damage on Dunkley this year as he emerges too, so... I think what will help is the fact they brought in uh, Bruce and that made three bonds up maybe from a bit of forward line time. Yeah. Insane. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> um, your mid-pricer? Um, it's funny you say mid-pricer, Corey, because it's the same as my draft slider or draft smoking. It's Lipinski. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had him last year. Sorry? I in, had uh, in draft league. Yeah, and what, you dropped him? Uh, coming into this season, I did, yeah. Foolish, absolutely foolish. I think he can go 90-plus, and I'm comfortable with him being even my fourth selected forward if you're running five forward-line players. I'm pretty comfortable with the name Lipinski as my fourth forward-line player. Oh, I definitely wouldn't be starting him. Um, mine, again, uh, mine was Lockie Hunter, if somehow he falls to you. If he yeah. falls, I think he will be. I don't think there'll be too many like redrafts that have keep keeping him there, but he plays on a wing and does a good job year in, year out. So, Lockie Hunter was one I didn't mind. And he's um, someone that can win you a game on your, on your week because he's got potential just to, you know, have a 40-touch, 12-mark kind of, you know, outing. Yeah. Uh, you do not touch? Um, You know, I found this actually really, really hard to do because anyone that was kind of within you know, half premium distance that I can kind of mount a case for. So I was going to say Mount, uh, Matthew Suckling because I don't think Suckling can uh, can be in the top of his position. Um, and mine is until he steps back on that scales and hits over 100 kilos, Tim English. Um, <laughs> you know, come on, mate. Start eating some more food. Apparently, did you see the thing where he's sick of eating? No, I didn't. How can you be sick of eating? Yeah. I based my life on food. Sick of eating. That, yeah, your outlandish statement for the doggies. Um, Caleb Daniel will be a top three defender. Oof, nice. Six out of eight games to start at the Eddie had, and he virtually didn't drop under 100 at the Eddie had last season, apart from that one where he got injured. And I think I told you to bring him in, and I sucked you into that one, I think. Remember that? Yep. Uh, the most super coach relevant team on the year is the Western Bulldogs, as far as Primo wise. Um, they make the top four. Hmm. Yep. Look, do you think it's possible we all have um, Dunkley, Bont, McRae, Caleb, Daniel, all in our teams? Why season's in? 
Uh, is it possible? Yeah. Yes. The reason I say yes is because remember last year when I'd done that kind of looked over the last four or five years and, and took the data of top four teams and how many midfielders from top four and top eight finished yeah. in the top ten? Mm-hmm. There had historically been in past seasons teams that you know were top four teams and that have improved so much had two or three um, midfielders that had finished in that group as well too. So, um, yeah, I think it can happen. Yeah, apart from Richmond, I think Richmond was might have been the uh, the, the outlier, yeah. as, you, as you like to call it. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, anything else, Dad? Uh, no, don't forget about the group, and we've been sharing that this week now on the podcast. Um, Super Coach Code for the group. Join the group. Create join group. Same way you try to join the league, except instead of pressing join league, you join group. Group code is one nine six two three four. That's one nine six two three four. And you've only got about a week to get into the Patreon to guarantee yourself a spot in the league. Um, but yeah, jump across to Patreon forward slash SC Elites. And on behalf of Bumps and myself, uh, peace out community, and thanks for listening.